guys. everybody welcome to the tj tv podcast only on spotify google podcast anchor.fm and more how's everyone doing on this beautiful day all right welcome to the show everybody welcome to the tj tv podcast only on spotify google podcast anchor.fm and much more um i said that in the beginning of my intro but anyways welcome to the show guys we are live on youtube once again um i thought you know Doing the show, I think I might just do more live videos on YouTube just because I like doing the live um I like doing the live stream and I like um 
pretty much doing stuff with my guests. I like pretty much the whole aspect of connecting with my guests, whoever watches it. But I don't know. I really want a good time to know when is a good time to go live. I really just would like to know that. Because I think that's a good way just to connect with everybody. And, you know, doing the whole thing on Instagram, promoting it on Twitter and whatnot. It's it's kind of cool, I have to admit. By the way, I did make my own Instagram page for the podcast. It's called TJTV100. Don't ask me where I got the name from because I have no clue where it came from. I just came up with it out of nowhere. But, yeah, go check that out. That should be a fun stream to watch. And um, I hope everyone enjoys it because it should be fun. So if you guys are new, make sure you like and subscribe on uh, Spotify and YouTube as well. Because we're going to be doing more, more of these in the future. All right. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about some things that have kind of pissed me off in the last couple days. And to be honest, it's really more about my neighbors because I hate my neighbors with a passion. Well, not all my neighbors. Let's put it that way. I don't hate all of my neighbors. Now, I had this neighbor, I'm not going to say her name, but she lives about three houses down that way. And whenever she is out and about walking her dog, she always comes to my door. And I have photo, I have video of this to prove it. So I know I'm not crazy, but this neighbor in particular walks her dog. So he pisses on our grass and she stands by our door and window just so she could... I guess eavesdrop on what we're doing. But she does it every fucking day of the week. I mean, there was one time in particular where she literally sat in her car. Or she was in my spot and she sat in her car for 45 minutes until I got out of my car. Like I, I literally sat in my car for about 20 minutes waiting for her. She sat in her car for 45 minutes. And then she has the audacity to get out of her car, open her hood and then sit back in her car. As an indicator that she wasn't moving. But anyways, this neighbor just really annoys the hell out of me. And I call her a Karen because that's exactly what she is. She's literally putting her nose into my business when it's not needed to see what the hell she's doing. And I know like calling someone a Karen is very disrespectful. But at the same time, she is a Karen. She's literally sticking her head in my business, in my wife's business as well, because we're sitting here doing what we're doing. We're just living our life. And she's just like looking in our window, looking through our door. If my door's open just to see what we're doing. I'm literally going to put a sign on my door that says, smile, you're on candid camera. That's how bad it is. Like, I don't know what her, I don't know what her thing, what she has to do. Like, I don't know what her big idea is with us. I've been here for a year. I haven't done anything bad. I don't do drugs. I may drink. We may have people over every now and then. But at the same time, I don't know. It, I, I just get annoyed by this. I really do. I get annoyed by this lady who just constantly watches my every move and you know, I don't care that you're walking your dog. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to constantly walk your dog so it can piss and shit on my grass and then not even care and then just watch me through my window just to see what I'm doing, 
There's a problem there. I don't like that. I've had neighbors like that my whole life. I've had neighbors at my mom's house, at my first apartment like that. And it's weird. Like, I literally came to this area in Chester County. I'm not going to say where. I came to this particular area to get away from people like that. Like, in my first apartment in Alden, called A3, called the A3 Days, whenever I would either take out the trash or Tori and I would walk to the supermarket, we would have neighbors watch from outside the, uh, the apartment window and just stare us down. It was so weird and bizarre. And I don't like it. I really don't. I, I just think it's very unprofessional. I think it's very wrong. I also think it's really disrespectful. And, you know, I take respect to a high level. I just don't want people just to stare and watch at me. Watch me do what I'm doing. Like, it, it would be creepy if I did it. Because, like, if I went to my neighbor's house and started watching her through her window, it would be a sexual harassment case. To be brutally honest. It would. And, you know. I'm not too happy with it. Really, I'm not. But anyways, welcome to the show, guys. Hope everyone's enjoying this beautiful Wednesday. By the way, I did have an interview. I actually pre-recorded it last night. I'm not going to post it, but it was the first performance of the year, and she was a really cool person. So that's going to be up later on in the show. That's actually going to be on the Spotify version. So if you guys want to listen to the interview, you got to listen to Spotify. You know, Oh, excuse me, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's going to be fun. Also, I do want to talk about Elon Musk and what's been going on. And I am home. I'm at my home studio right now, which I will be going into studio today to work because I got to work. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been going on with the whole neighbor situation. Oh, and another thing that's been going on with the neighbor situation. So I rent. Tori and I rent. And we have this wall. And it's deteriorating out of nowhere. I don't know why it's deteriorating. But it's just literally losing everything. It's like deteriorating and pretty much it's getting annoying. Well, a couple of my neighbors, they have said, they, they've asked us countless amount of times, like, hey, are you going to call your landlord? Are you going to call this? going to do that? And to be honest... Calling my landlord isn't going to do much because whenever we've had a problem here before, we had carpet beetles here. We called my landlord, didn't really come, didn't really care. He just sent somebody over. My landlord sent me a letter to notify me if uh, I was going into the going to belong to the pool this year. And it just, it sucks, you know. My landlord is a shitty person. I'm not afraid to say it either. I've had... I've had instances where shitty, you know, landlords that came in, like an A3, for example. He was a shitty landlord. But, yeah, in any event, this landlord doesn't do anything. He literally doesn't, he doesn't even know what we look like. He knows what our money looks like. And he always says, you're not allowed to have pets in here. Well, if you want to be technical, you're never here. So how would you know if I had a pet in here? How would you know that? I don't think he would know. Personally, I really don't think he would know. I just think he would just say, okay, whatever. You know, you guys have a pet, more money. But anyways, this wall that's deteriorating outside my door, it's on my neighbor's step. 
but it falls on us because it's falling on our side. One of our neighbors said, are you going to get that fixed? And we're like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to bother it because our landlord doesn't care. Like he wouldn't do anything. He would say it's our responsibility. Well, two of them complained to property management last night. I found this out. And I was, as I was walking to my car, I see my uncle, who's a contractor. He drove up next to me and he was just like, hey, uh, I'm doing work there. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, I know. I, uh, I saw someone come and take the big piece of rock. He was like, yeah, uh, that's your house, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, your neighbors complained about it. He said, your neighbors called property management. Property management called your landlord and, uh, you know, now they're pretty much, you know, doing their own thing. So I got to take care of it. So my uncle got a call from my landlord stating that that needs to be fixed. Because my Karen neighbors complained about it. Honestly, it's getting annoying. I never knew that living or renting a place would get so annoying in the future of living here. I I honestly didn't think it was going to be that deep, but I guess it is. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I'm just getting so annoyed with that. I really do. There's a lot of things that annoy me today. I, I saw something from somebody. I'm not going to say who it is. It's somebody personal in my life. They called... They they get mad if... um. They get mad at this particular person if they don't talk to them. And here's the deal. If you don't talk to somebody, you don't have to talk to somebody. And the reason I'm saying this is because... If you don't want to talk to somebody because they're toxic or because they're crazy and they belittle you and attack you and this, that, and the third, you don't have to talk to them. You really don't. And then people wonder why, oh, why isn't this person talking to me? Because you're a toxic person and you talk shit about me on a daily basis. And it just, I just feel like if you're going to talk about somebody and you don't have anything good to say, don't talk about them at all. Just don't. I don't think it's a good thing to do. Personally, I don't think it's a good thing to talk about somebody, talk shit on somebody because they're not talking to you because you're toxic and they don't want to deal with it. They really honestly don't. I don't want to deal with it. And I don't think they should deal with it either. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah just crazy it really is like i'm not i don't want this person talking to me because or this person's uh not talking to me so i'm not gonna i'm just gonna post shit about them like just stop it's not that deep just don't talk about somebody negatively just don't do it it's not right it's so not right at all but hey, it is what it is. It really is, I mean. But I do like these live streams, I have to admit. I really do. And I would I really wanted to like have more people come on. And I do I know I do guest uh interviews and all that, but at the same time, it gets kind of annoying 
when I do a show and the guest doesn't talk. Because I've had guests like that before where they just sit here and then they don't talk. Like, I'll ask them a question. They'll give me, like, a two-word answer. Okay, I'm done. Like, and they don't want to talk. Like, it's annoying with that. But I'm definitely going to start doing that more with my show. I'm going to have more guests and, you know, talk about some crazy things. I saw something very heartbreaking today in the news. I don't even think I want to share it just because of how bad it is. You know, I usually never watch the news, but I just think, you know, I don't know. I just don't think we should watch anything about the news because it's all negative. But hey. By the way, there was a UFO spotted in New Mexico the other day. Oh, now, okay, two days ago, there was also one spotted in parts of Ontario, parts of New Mexico. That's crazy. Like, I really want to know what the whole deal is with aliens. Like, I would really love to do a documentary about people's aliens uh, sightings. I really would. Like, there's this one guy, this one house in particular I know, he has a Winnebago. And his Winnebago says Area 51. I really want to knock on this person's door because I'm so into it. I really am. I really am into the whole UFO, ghost sightings. I'm into all of that. I want to do a documentary or a feature. I'm trying to get Bob to do it too. But it's just like we never have a good – like whenever Bob and I have like some brainstorming event, we can never decide on a place. Like I think either today or tomorrow we're going to try to do Suicide Bridge, a video I did a few uh, days ago. Or actually, it was, a, it was like two weeks ago. But anyway, we're going to do that, I think, tomorrow. And, you know, I really want to find a haunted place that will let us go in and investigate and explore and just have a good time. Because I think that's really something I should do with my life. You know, I'm actually really excited just to do a lot more ghost adventures with Bob and the Spirit Project and all that. But, you know, it should be fun. Should be a good time. But UFOs, like, everyone's not, like, everyone doesn't believe in them. They say, oh, it's un, it's unchristian of me to believe in, that UFOs exist. You know what I think? I think UFOs are out there. And I think that we're too scared to admit that UFOs are out there, to be honest. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what if Elon Musk is an alien? And that could be true, too. Like, Elon Musk. I have to talk about him. I think he is an alien in some way, shape, or form. This may sound, like, a little off, and this may sound unprofessional, but I really think Elon Musk is an alien. I mean, the guy is one of the richest people in the world. And you can fact-check me on this if you want. But Elon Musk is one of the richest people in the world. He's the CEO of Tesla Motors, and he actually recently bought Twitter. I mean, this man is fucking rich. Oh, man, I, I just can't believe it. Like, richest man in the world, CEO of Twitter, or um, uh, Tesla, bought Twitter. And he wants 
free speech on Twitter and to give everybody less censorship on Twitter. I think I think I heard something about him giving um, blue check marks out, which I think is kind of stupid, to be honest. I don't, I don't know, but everyone says Elon Musk is an alien just because of how he works and what he's doing, and it's just crazy, guys. Just the shit that he's accomplishing. Like I never met a man. Who just accomplished this shit. And I read an interview with him. He never stops working. His brain is always going and going. Even when he's sleeping. Like I don't even think the guy sleeps. That's how good he is. At his job. Fucking Elon Musk. I want to say him and Bill Gates are tied. I'm going to actually look that up. Him and Bill Gates are probably tied. Alright, here so in 2022, here are the top ten richest people in the world. If that ever works. Okay. So Elon Musk, Bernard Arnold, I don't even know who that is. Bill Gates. I'm sorry, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bernard Arnold, Bill Gates is number four. Warren Buffett's number five. Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Steve Ball, uh, Ballmer, Larry Elson, Gautam Adani, and that's it. The top, those are the top ten. So I guess Jeff Bezos is number two. Wow, that's kind of cool. But yeah, Elon Musk is one of the richest men in the world. And there are reports saying that he could become a billionaire by the time 2025 rolls around. Or a trillionaire, not a billionaire. Nuts. It really is. I never knew I never I never really followed the richest people in the world just because I thought it was kind of bogus and I didn't really wanna you know dwell on that whole ordeal, but you know it I, I never dwell on the richest people in the world because I just don't think it's relevant to me or you or anybody. Personally. But. It is what it is. It really is guys. What is it? I don't know. I do have to say this though. The whole Elon, uh, Elon Musk thing is just crazy. With what he's doing. With what he's doing and what's going on in his life. It really is. Parlay Mantis wants me to promote his music. I could do that. Maybe. Maybe I'll do it. In a few days. A few hours. A few years. A few months. Are aliens real? Well, we just talked about that topic two seconds ago. Really did. I know, I don't get the whole point with TikTok Live. I don't. I have to say this. So on TikTok Live, you have women on there, and some of them are good looking, I have to admit, I've watched a few, and there are some weird people on Twitter that say the weirdest shit, or TikTok, and when, when they answer the question, they're like, they look like, ew, 
And to be honest, I think that if you're doing a live video on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or even YouTube, and somebody asks a weird question, why are we, why are you getting offended by it? You're basically inviting weird people to come in and say whatever the hell they want. And I don't get that. Like people get so weirded out and offended by it. They're like, oh, I don't want this person to come on my show or on my TikTok. I'm going to block them because they're crazy and they're scary and this, that, and the third. You're inviting these people to come on the, on your program to watch what, to watch and to say some creepy shit. That's what you're doing. You're technically inviting people to do that. And people get so weirded out by it. They're like, oh, I don't like how this guy is saying weird things about me. I'm going to block him. Like, people get so, like, weirded out by it. And I don't understand why the whole, like, what the big idea is. You're inviting people to do it. You're inviting people to come in and say something weird. You don't realize it, but you are. And people are just like, oh, I'm not doing it to do that. Like, no, you are doing that. Like, just stop. It's not that it's ridiculous. Some of the people, some of the things that people say now, it's just so ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't like this person because he said something weird. Of course he said something weird. You invited him in. As I'm, right now I'm looking at this trash man who is driving, backing up. He doesn't even know what, it looks like he knows how to drive. It's funny. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, it's it's whatever at this point anymore. Oh, by the way, I'm back off, I'm back on next door. <laughs> I've been kicked off so many times. I really have been. I've been kicked off of um I've been kicked off of Nextdoor so many times in my life being on the app and now that I'm back on it, I'm just like, wow, like now I know why I get kicked off because the people complain about the dumbest things. Like I'll never forget some idiot complained about, oh, I hate when women wear, or I don't even think it was directed towards women. It was like directed towards like anybody. I hate when people wear Crocs and slides. It's not attractive. I'm like, what, what are you, the fashion police? Yeah, I am the fashion police. No, you're not the fashion police. You're the fashion idiot that thinks you know everything and you don't. Like, don't go around saying, oh, I don't like when people wear slides and Crocs and this, that, and the third. Like, just stop. You're not a fa- you're not the fashion police. Stop. I honestly don't get it. I really don't. I really don't get why people do that. Oh, I'm the fashion police. No, you're not the fashion police. You're the fashion dickhead. Honestly. So annoying. It really is. You also got people who ask, like, do you prefer this hospital over that hospital? Um, I don't like this restaurant. They got people showing pictures of ducks and crabs. Beware of the Facebook marketplace. Um, people are looking for psychics. I don't know why people are looking for psychics. I don't get that. Why, why does anybody want a psychic? You know what psychics do? Psychics are the 
biggest waste of money in the history of money. I'll tell you that straight up. Psychics are literally here to do what psychics, what their main objective is, a psychic for, for that matter. Psychic mediums are literally coming in to take $100 to $200 per hour, depending on what they are and who they are. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Like, I'll go into a psychic. Oh, I want to know my grandfather's contacting me. Read my palm. Oh, yeah, he's contacting you from the dead. And it's so stupid. Like, it's literally what a therapist is telling you. Like, psychics and therapists should have their own business together. It would be a great marketplace because you can go and ask a psychic and get therapy at the same time. Oh, is my wife cheating on me? Hmm. Well, as a psychic, I'm going to read my crystal ball. Oh, yeah, they are. And, you know, if you don't feel some type of way about it, then you should tell me. Like, like psychic and therapists are the biggest load of shit I've ever seen and heard in my entire life. It's like what they do on TikTok, too. There's this one group on TikTok. It's called, like, the Psychics of TikTok. And they do a live video on TikTok where they have, like, this pendulum thing that goes back and forth, back and forth. And they're like, all right, uh... For just 20 bucks, you can get a free psychic reading. Um, okay, I don't know if um, I don't know if this person likes you because I can't do relationship things over the phone. How can you do a psychic reading over TikTok? How can you do it over Instagram? You can't do a psychic reading live on the internet. There's no way possible. There's no possible way. It's like a therapist too. You go to a therapy session. Oh, should I just should I leave my family because of what they're doing? Yeah, you should leave your family. Um, by the way, uh, do you have another like two hundred dollars to spend? It's and it's just ridiculous. Going to go see a psychic, going to therapy, just a big waste of money in my personal opinion. Big waste of money. There always is and always will be in my book. I don't need therapy. Everyone's like, oh, you don't need... You should go to therapy. What the fuck is therapy going to do? I've had, I've had that... Pe- I've had many people in my life say I need therapy. I don't need therapy. I think therapy is just a big waste of time. It really is. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. But, hey... It's just my opinion. You know, I, I don't think people should go to therapy. I just think it's a big waste. I mean, some people do need it, but some don't. But. I don't know. Oh, well. Dalmatians are relevant. I didn't know that. But yeah, right now I'm searching on Nextdoor. And some of the things that people just say are funny. So I sold my mother's home, and I need to donate furniture. I think donating furniture is kind of disgusting, to be honest. I wouldn't want to donate furniture. That's really bad. Lost dog, uh, piano teacher. Yeah, nothing good. Nothing's good on Nextdoor anymore. Same with YouTube. Oh, the Batman 2 is confirmed. There's also another movie. I saw this post from IG. I think it was either Nerdist or IG10. I can't remember what it was. IGN? 
I'm gonna look it up. Nerdist real quick. No, not that. Nerdist. Media News Company. So Venom 3, The Batman 2, Chippendale. They're all coming. There, there's sequels and movies beyond coming to the big screen. I have to say, I enjoyed Venom 2. I really did. It was a really fun movie. The one thing I didn't like was the ending. And I kind of wish they kind of put him in the Avengers movie. But I know what they were doing with that. They couldn't just throw him in there, to be honest. Let's see. I'm trying to find this thing. Uh, the Fast and Furious director leaves. Batman getting a sequel. I never saw the Batman. Oh, here's something that I read the other day. So in China and Saudi Arabia, they're taking out in Doctor Strange the LGBTQ reference that they have in Saudi Arabia and China. I have to say, I don't know what it's like over in China and Saudi Arabia. I don't know what their laws are and how their like religion and sexuality and all that works. I really don't. But... If you're going to take out an LGBTQ reference in a movie just because you don't like what it says, don't have the movie. Don't get the movie delivered. Just don't. I don't see what the big deal is. I really don't get it. Like, And it still baffles me to this day that people still get weirded out about gay people, lesbians, um, transgender people. They get weirded out about the same, like, the whole idea. And I don't understand why people just get weirded out by it. I truly don't. I just think, you know, we should all grow up and, you know, learn to... We should learn to accept everybody for who they are. And that's what a lot of people don't know how to do. They don't know how to accept people. I accept anybody. If you're, Here's my philosophy. If, if you're respectful to me... I'll be respectful to you. If you want to be cool with me, I'll be cool with you. That's how it works. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. A lot of people just say, you know, I don't, I don't want to accept you because it's weird. I don't want to accept you because of who your sexuality and this, that, and the third. Like, and that's what a lot of older people do. They just don't accept people for who they are. It's annoying. It really is. I just get annoyed by stupid shit like that. Like... If you can't accept this person for who they are, then then leave. You don't have to be a part of it. Don't don't go on social media and talk about why you don't accept them. It's just wrong. Just stop. It's ridiculous the way people are nowadays. It really is. Because I don't like it. I'm sure other people don't like it either. Oh, here it is. Okay, I finally found a news article. Venom 3, Ghostbusters 5 are officially confirmed and on the way. What was Ghostbusters 3? There's a 5? What's the third one then? Is that the one with the women? Hmm. I guess that's the third one. I don't... I never saw the Ghostbusters with the women. I never saw the one with Melissa McCarthy in it. Yeah, I never saw that. Hmm. Maybe that's the third one. And then the fourth one would be the one with Finn Wolfhard and the other one. The other kids in the movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know. I never really saw Ghostbusters, now that I think about it. 
I know it's kind of weird, but I know what the I know who State Puff is. I know who the characters are. And Slimer, I know all that, but I just never saw the movie Ghostbusters. That's bad. That, that is bad. I never saw that movie. I should probably watch that. There's a lot of movies I have to. I haven't seen that I want to. I just don't have the time anymore. I'm so busy anymore. It's so. It, it really is. It's so exhausting. Like, I never really have time for myself. I feel like, because I'm so busy. If I'm not working, got interviews. If I'm not working, I got events. If it's not events, I got to do this. If it's not that, I got TV shows I got to watch. Oh, it's so exhausting. It's so annoying. It really is. And the fact of the matter is, I'm going to go back. I'm actually going into work probably in the next 45 minutes as we speak. I got to go and do my hair. My hair's a mess. Hey, it is what it is, I guess, right? I don't know. Should I do more live events, though? Or live uh, YouTube videos? Let me know. Let me know in the comments down below. Because there's a lot of things I want to talk about. A lot of fun, fulfilled things, guys. Maybe we'll do live videos. Live things. Who knows? By the way, I did find a location for Pandemic Season 2, Part 1. I'm making it two parts. So a lot of TV shows nowadays are putting shows into two parts. And I have to say for the new uh, pandemic uh, season, I can't even speak. For the new season pandemic that I'm doing, I am actually going to be splitting it into two parts, five episodes each. That way it's going to be 10 episodes. One episode, the first five episodes are going to be in the summer and fall. The second set of episodes are going to be in the spring. And... I like that I'm doing it into two parts because it actually makes it seem like it's real. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to be implementing in the video itself. It's just going to be a fun time and I really can't wait to work on this next set of a series that I'm doing for Pandemic. And then I'm probably going to end Pandemic with Season 2. Um, there's some other video projects I want to work on as well. I mean, there's also a Clown on the Rise that... I've been following that I'm not going to talk about because I've actually, you know, let's talk about him. Bobo the Clown or Bobo the Clown, not Bobo. I called him that once. I got really offended by it. But Bobo the Clown is out there and he actually wants to do a meet and greet with me personally. He said I'm one of his favorite YouTubers, but this, is, this should be a fun thing. I mean, maybe we'll have him on the show. Bobo the Clown. That should be a fun thing. But yeah. There's a lot of video series I'm working on with this. I mean, I even may do a series with um, on TikTok about something crazy. Who knows? I feel like doing creative series on TikTok, uh, TikTok and YouTube are the way to go. I do like vlogging my life. And I probably will start vlogging more. But I, it is what it is. I also do have to post another video soon. So who knows? Maybe we'll... Maybe we'll post a video tomorrow or do a video tomorrow and post it on Friday. Who knows? I don't know what we're doing yet. Um, what else? What else do we have to say? Should I do some fan feedback? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Fan feedback. Let's go on my email. Um... Okay, I do want to say this, though. Thank you to Lisa Wilcox for coming on the show. 
really enjoyed talking with you. We actually have a few things. Actually, I want to tell you the series that she's doing. So Lisa Wilcox is doing a new series on Tubi. And it's going to be called Barbie Rehab. So go check that out. It's going to be on Tubi. It premieres in May. So May 6th on Tubi. Barbie Rehab. Go check that out. Also, I had a fun time talking about her. We have an interview next week with a diver who I'm very excited to work to look at. This is going to be a fun show next week. I can't wait to I can't wait for just to watch it and hear the guy's story. I hope he talks a whole bunch. I really do. This is going to be a really fun episode just to watch and listen to. But that's going to be coming next week. Um I may go on I may go live again on Friday. Friday? I don't know. Well, we may go fri- we may go live on Friday. Who knows? Um Let me know. Should I go live on Friday? Just let me know in the comments. This is video I'll keep this video up. We'll talk about something crazy or different. Um Anything else that we have to talk about? No, I think it's time to get ready for the interview. Get ready for work. Yeah, we should probably do that. All right. Well, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get ready for work and whatnot. And uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview. And make sure you go check this out. TJTV only on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and much more. Like and subscribe on YouTube. And who knows? Maybe we'll put this on Facebook. Oh, God, excuse me. So, all right, everybody. I'll see you guys. God, I can't stop. All right, I'll see you guys soon. And, um, yeah, let's get on with the interview. Go check that out later on. Hey yo, worlds apart, can't reach to your heart, I'm ghosted and I'll kill you that way, tell me why nothing but a ain't nothing but a mistake when you cry. Oh, man, that's a great song, guys. All right, uh, we are getting on with the interview, and it looks like she is on Zoom. Wow, look at this, Madeline Rosen. All right, let's get on with the interview. Cool. All right, I'm here with Madeline Rose- Rosen. That's how you pronounce your last name? It's Rosine. Rosine, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you doing? Good, she is a singer and a songwriter. So how did you get into singing and songwriting? Let's start off with that. Sure, yeah. Um, well, my mom is a jazz vocalist. So um, I always think that people who get into the music industry, usually they probably have someone close to them who was involved because you have to be kind of delusional to think that it's going to work out. 
Um, it's a tough business. Um, so, I mean, I guess I grew up seeing her doing it and, um, you know, it was appealing to me. Um, but we do very different things. So she sings like 1920s and 30s and 40s jazz and I write my songs. So um, I started writing music in like seventh grade, um, kind of from like heartbreak and things like that. Um, and, you know, I got um, positive reinforcement. So I kept going with it. Now, do most do most singers who start out, do they write about heartbreak? Because I've had a lot of singers on my show and they've told me the same thing over. Like, it's all about heartbreak with their music. Yeah, I mean, my music's not always about heartbreak, I guess. Um, I think it's just because, like, I was a hormonal seventh grader and I had just gotten my heart broken for the first time. And, you know, I think songwriting is super therapeutic. I always say that. Like, I, don't, I really don't know what I would do without it as my outlet. Um, it, it just takes a shitty situation and, and makes it, you know, makes something beautiful out of it, um, which is, you know, such a gift to be able to do that. Um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, a lot of people start with heartbreak, I'm sure, but then once you get into it, you want to write about other things that happen in your life and other people and, and anything you're inspired by, you know. Do you believe that negative feedback is um, positive feedback? Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, constructive criticism is great. I mean, you know, trolls on the internet don't really help, right? No, yeah. But, like, I was just thinking the other day, somebody commented on one of my videos, oh, I bet you paid people to comment on this video. And I, I should have written back, yeah, your check's in the mail, but, like, how did that come back way too late? Um, but, yeah, um, trolls suck. Um, but I always appreciate constructive criticism. Um, I probably don't ask for it enough because for me, like, uh, like I said, music is really just an, a therapeutic outlet for me. Um, and I'm going to do it no matter what, if people hate it or not. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't you hate that with trolls? I mean, I, I get trolls on the internet a lot and it's very, it, it can put you down, but like, I know a lot of people who just just say, you know, fuck it, and they just fly by it, or they write a song about them. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at somebody's post the other day that said, you know, you can't be afraid to get attention, whether it's positive or negative, because he has, you know, a couple million followers on TikTok, and he says he gets, I mean, about half of what he gets is, like, hate, and you just have to be okay with it, um, because the rest of it becomes so worth it because he's like, then there's just this so much positivity and love on the other side. That's addictive. And it, and it's such a beautiful thing, but you have to be willing to put up with the negativity too. And I think that's, I mean, it's definitely hard for me and I'm, I'm sensitive. So <laughs> yeah. Have you ever wrote any songs about uh, hate comments about people or? No, I mean, I've written songs about people that I've had disagreements with and falling outs with. Um, like, I love spite tunes. Um, so yeah, I've, I've read a, a lot of good spiteful songs, but um, gotta get that, gotta get that out somehow. But yeah, no, nothing about trolls. That would be a, a, an interesting topic to explore for sure. Yeah, I mean, with this show, I sometimes, like, depending on how how badly somebody, like, pisses me off, I... I have to say something just because it's, it's annoying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I get you. I mean, I made a um, I made a TikTok once about um the beer store that didn't give me a bag for like I had like I don't even know it was like two like pounder beers and like a six pack. I was like, wow, I really wish they give me a bag, and I got so much hate from the beer store. Oh my god! And I was just like, this is going to be a great gimmick, so I just kept going with it. Oh, that's really funny. You know, sometimes I think companies like get into a brawl just because you know it's good for marketing, like. A lot of times controversy like that, it, it'll bring people in. Yeah, I bet, and their sales probably went up too. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. So you were saying in that 13. Now, did you previously live in New York and move to LA? Because I think I read that somewhere. Yes, I've lived a lot of places. So I was born in Connecticut, uh, I was raised uh, between New York City and Cleveland, Ohio. And um, then I went to school outside of Philadelphia, went to college in Massachusetts, then went back to New York, then went to LA. Then now I'm back in Cleveland and I go to LA a lot. So what, uh, where, where'd you go to college, Berkeley? Uh, I went to Hampshire College. It's um, part of the five college consortium near like Smith and Mount Holyoke and Amherst. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, um, my cousin's in music and he went to Berkeley in Boston. Nice. And I'd liked it there. Yeah, it's a great school. school. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who went there. Now, did that, now when you moved to all these places, did you gain a lot of friends and lose a lot of friends or? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at staying in contact with my friends. I mean, like, for instance, all my, most of my friends are in LA now. And um, you know, I go back like every three months. So we're always working on projects when I go back. It's like, when I come back, it's like, I never left, you know, it's so great that my friend Dante, I'll be like, let's go to the recording studio and, or I'll be making a music video with Jeffrey or, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I, I love going there. Yeah. Is, is music your full-time gig? Um, no, it's like part-time, I would say at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's kind of like this with the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so my first album came out um, two weeks before COVID hit. And um, that was tough because I felt like I was gaining a lot of momentum. And um, I had a great album release party with like 350 people. And honestly, I really lucked out though, because I could have, that could have happened two weeks later and nobody would have (laughs) come. It would have been non-existent. So um, yeah, it's, uh, COVID really, you know, musicians took a hit for sure. How did it affect you? Um, well, I really, I was playing live a lot before COVID hit, um, like 2019, I played live, I played all over LA. Um, it was a lot. Um, yeah, so I I stopped doing that obviously. And then I didn't really want to be in LA during COVID. So I moved here in 2020. What was that like living? Oh my God. Um, well, I mean, LA had like lockdowns and everything. And then when I moved here, it was like nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, obviously people were sick and everything, but like Ohioans just were just going about their normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it would be. I hear a lot of stories about LA and what it was like there during COVID-19. It was not easy. I mean, like the, the toilet paper situation was real. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so many people there. I mean, it's like what it was in New York City. You know, 
So you can't go out of your house without running into someone, really. Um, it's not the case in Ohio because obviously nobody wants to be here. So it, it was kind of like that. I mean, I live in Pennsylvania, right? I lived right outside of Philly and mm. about oh, where? Uh, Delaware County area. Okay. So I went to school in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Newtown? Yeah. Like New Hope, that area? Yeah. You're, you were near um, like Ben Princeton. Salem? Princeton, uh, Ben Salem area? Yeah. 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 No, I, I know that area very well. Yeah, it's cool area. But it was weird because when it first, I remember the day when I got laid off of work. And I remember the lockdown. It was the day after I got laid off. And it was oh a God. Sunday. But I remember um, when curfew happened and we all had to be inside by eight o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah, and it was, it was really wild. scary. Yeah. I don't miss it. <laughs> I mean, do you think this is like the end of our, of the pandemic or do you think it's just still yeah, I'm beginning? Just, I'm just going to be optimistic and be like, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I didn't, I don't think anybody really expected this in our lifetime. Definitely not. I mean, it's an interesting thing to have lived through. Um, I mean, yeah. Do I think there'll be other pandemics eventually? Absolutely. Like we're just not prepared like as a species for this. <laughs> yeah. So I see you have guitars in the back. Yes, I do. Well, how many instruments can you play? Um, I just play guitar. Um, I have many guitars. Many guitars. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy though. Just you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you also play piano or? No, no, I don't. So um, my fiance is actually going to accompany me today. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what song do you want to play for us? So I have an album coming out September 16th, um, and I was going to play something that has not been released yet that is on that album. It's a song called Words. Um, and then I also have a, a single coming out on May 6th, um, really soon. Um, and it's called Everyday Existential Crisis. That's actually the name of the whole album. So it's the title track. And you can pre-save it now. So, yeah. So what is words about? Tell me about words. Uh, words is a love song and I don't write a lot of love songs. And so I'm really happy about this song because it's different for me. And um, it came really naturally. And um, it's, it's a hopeful song, but it's also kind of a, a desperate love song. It's about trying to get through to somebody who struggles with depression and you're trying to tell them how valuable they are to you and you it's just you kind of can't break that barrier and get through to them now do you or your fiance struggle with depression um this song is not about us um but i mean sure yeah i mean i think i've, I've had my own battles with mental illness for sure um it's yeah I, i'm so many people have especially in the last couple of years and uh, I think it's a really relatable topic. And Everyday Existential Crisis, the album, there's a lot of themes of mental illness in there. And um, I think it's something that should really be discussed openly. Um, yeah, I, I struggle most with anxiety, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I struggle the same with anxiety. I'm very, I don't know, I used to bite my nails a lot. And it's because I'm, 
I don't know. I guess I'm worried about like certain things, but I just stopped biting my nails recently just oh because God, good for you. I still haven't stopped. So that's amazing. It, it's still hard. Like I still find myself like going like to my fingers to bite my nails. I'm like, I got to stop. It's really funny that you bring that up because I have a song on the upcoming album. God, this is so self-promotion-y. Um, and one of the lyrics is I used to bite my nails until they bled. I used to listen to the voices in my head. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, because it, it's a self-destructive habit is what it is. And it's it's just strange. It's so hard to kick it. Now, do you ever overthink when it comes to doing something like when when you're thinking about something like drastic or like this is like a really good opportunity, but I don't think I should take it because of your conscience? Uh, like, does my anxiety prevent me from doing certain yeah no no my anxiety is like no it's like physical thing that i deal with on a daily basis where it's just like am i living life the way i should be living it am i am i living a lie <laughs> like am i doing the things that i need to be doing and also my my anxiety is very work related like uh i get like paranoid about what people think of me and things like that um it's not it doesn't prevent me from saying yes to things that that's for sure I, I definitely jump into things um so that's that's good i guess i have this thing where i guess you could say i'm insecure about myself um like personally i don't think i'm good looking but my wife obviously thinks i'm good looking but um it's weird because like i always feel like another guy will swoop up and take her because he's 10 times more attractive than me and then it kind of like puts like something in my brain where am I good enough you know right I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, just insecurity or anxiety I don't know what it is well I think the insecurity and anxiety play off of each other heavily and then one influences the other and um it's uh kind of a a vicious cycle in that sense yeah i mean i don't know maybe one day i'll snap out of it but <laughs> yeah i mean there are things that i do definitely to cope with my anxiety um and uh, one of them is music so yeah have you ever has it ever like have you ever had something traumatic in your life that has been traumatizing that triggered uh triggered your anxiety um Yes, but I'll just leave it at that. That's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to go into it. Just you know, conversation. But, but yeah, no. Um, but your music has been helping you out a lot. I take it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. So I'd love to play you words. Um, Alec, if you're ready. Um. It's. I wrote it actually a couple of years ago now when I was in Italy, and um. It was in Lake Como, and it's such an inspiring place to be and, and feel alive. So. All right. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. 
really good thank you thank you now do you two play together yeah uh we do sometimes and we actually wrote a song together um a while ago i guess we could have played that but we didn't <laughs> uh, i mean up to you i mean I've, i have all the time in the world for a little bit um well we haven't practiced that one in a while <laughs> that's fine yeah um but yeah um we love to, to make music together and, you know, play covers or whatever. And um, it's, yeah, it's a great thing to do as a couple for sure. Yeah. Uh, so when you, how many people have you performed with? Like how many, like, what's the biggest crowd? Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's hard to say. I mean, I've played at some cool venues in New York. I'm sorry. Well, New York. Yes. And also Los Angeles. Um, you know, Arlene's Grocery in New York, uh, Los Globos, the Viper Room, um, like, God, there's so many. Um, God, the Viper Room is closing too, which is scary and sad. Um, yeah, um, a, a lot of people, I, I, don't, I don't really know. 
That's a good question. Do you ever get nervous at all or? Sure, yeah, I do. Um, thank God for Xanax. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely get nervous sometimes, but I, I've been performing for a long time since, yeah, since seventh grade. And I had a rock band with my brother in Ohio and we would play at clubs like when I was in middle school and he was in high school. And I would be like selling tickets to like my little middle school friends and being like, Wednesday night, battle the bands, uh, the Agora ballroom, be there. And I'd be like, my mom's not gonna let me go out on a Wednesday night to downtown Cleveland. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Those were the days. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And it's amazing how a lot of singers evolved too from when they started out as a kid, like you said, you were in a rock band. Now you're, you have your album out and you're singing and you and your fiance are doing, you know, songs together and whatnot. Yeah, I know. And my, my genres have changed and I mean, I, I don't know, I'm pretty like genre fluid or whatever. I, I make a lot of different kinds of music, but I call my sound indie pop and roll because I don't know what else to call it. There's a lot of rock and roll influence, but it's, you know, it's poppy and it's like indie sounding, kind of like alternative. Um, yeah. What's I definitely your, have evolved. <laughs> what's your favorite band? My favorite band? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I grew up listening to like Modest Mouse and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana and things like that. I really loved Alanis Morissette. Still love her. Uh, I think she's brilliant the way she crafts lyrics and tells stories. Her, her, her music is like long form narrative songwriting. It's incredible. It's like, it's very narrative focused. And I love that. Um, yeah, Elliot Smith is a big inspiration to me. His, from an emotional standpoint, especially his lyrics. I mean, they just really make you feel, I don't know. Um, and he's, you know, did all his own production. He's an incredible talent. Um, but yeah, there, I like a lot of stuff. Classic rock. I like 1930s jazz. Like I listen to everything. You ever listen to the Foo Fighters? Sure. Yeah. Did it affect yeah. you when the drummer died? Oh gosh, that was so sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was horrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was never really like a, a super huge Foo Fighters fan, but I mean, I like their music. I appreciate it, you know. And I think it's good. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of mu uh, music that musicians play and artists play, it it has a story and it helps a lot of people out with oh, a gosh. lot. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can hope for as a songwriter is like, is this song going to do anything for people? I hope it does, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't care if people know what my songs are about or you know, know what they mean to me personally. It's about what they mean to them personally, right? Because I, I don't know, a lot of the music that I listened to growing up, like it got me through a lot of hard times and I, I derived my own meaning from those songs, like what they meant to me in my life. And it helps because music really becomes like a soundtrack to your life, you know, it's so cliche, but it's, you know, it's like a time machine. It can take you back anywhere. You know, if I listen to Michelle Branch's You Get Me, like I'm in the car with my mom on the way to middle school, you know, and it's cool. It just transports you right there and you feel those same feelings again. It's really incredible. Yeah. You ever listen to your old stuff and then does it ever make you cringe? <laughs> uh, 
it makes me think I was really young and trying to figure out what I was doing, but like actually I still like some of my old songs. And sometimes I think maybe if I just got some production behind this, it would actually be like a good <laughs> song still, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I try not to be too hard on myself, but I am like, I, it's not just my old stuff that I cringe about. It's literally anything I record. Uh, it's hard to listen to yourself. I think. It is. I agree. I mean, they're like, I, I know some of my stuff I listen to and I'm just like, I sound really horrible. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to listen to yourself. No doubt about it. Do you have another song you would like to uh, perform? Um, I think Alec left. So oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all good. That's all we got. Yeah. But I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. I can't wait to watch it and uh, yeah, and watch all of your other stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Definitely. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you want to promote before you uh, head out? Oh yeah, just pre-save my single Everyday Existential Crisis coming May 6th. Also, there'll be a music video to follow on May 11th. Um, yeah, I'm excited about those things. All right, sounds good. This will be out uh, tomorrow at some point. Awesome. All right, well, thank you. Cool, thanks, man. See yep. you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the TJTV podcast show all day long. There we got TJ and Tori, Bob is snoring on the show. Then we got Tim in England, Ray keeps singing all day long it's our song the tjtv song the shows day all long the tjtv show Back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Tell me what you know about dreams. You know, this is a good song, I have to say. When we were going up to my summer house this weekend. I actually had a list of songs, and this was one of the songs on my playlist that I had on YouTube. Like, I had, like, certain sets of songs that I play when I want to jam out to something. But this is actually one of my favorites right here. Project X, baby. Thanks for back to high school. 
That's a great song, I have to say. Last, last, last good movie I've seen in a long time, everybody. Is that my crazy neighbor? Probably not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who it is. Well, all right, everybody. Um, That's literally going to wrap up today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you smash the like and subscribe. And we'll do more live shows on YouTube as well. So, actually, you know what? We may be here on Friday. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. And, you know, usually before a show, I do write stuff down. But, hey, what it is. I do want to thank Madeline for coming on and performing. Thank you for doing that. Next week, we have another interview with a diver. And... Do we have any updates? We can do fan feedback real quick. Yeah, I, do I have time? I got a little bit of time. All right, fan feedback. I really enjoyed your talk with Lisa Wilcox. I enjoyed her talking about Night around Elm Street. I like how she was very into the horror scene, and she was very. What was that say? Cut off. Oh, I like how she was very into the horror scene, and I like that she was really nice and genuine. Let's see. Lisa Wilcox, great interview. I really hope you have more of the Night Round Elm Street cast on in the future. Hope maybe you could have her and talk about a new show. I really wish I had Tubi. I heard this show was really great and raunchy. I like raunchy stuff. And... I can't wait to see what happens in the future. TJ, I think you were right. You sh- they should make one more movie with Freddy and do one scene with Lisa Wilcox and kill her character off. Well, well, maybe we'll talk about that. I really enjoyed hearing her talk about Robert Englund and how nice of a person he was, as well as Mark Hamill. Also, fans weighed in about you know, the retrospective week of the interviews that we did. I really enjoyed your Chris Rabin, Joe Franz interview. It was never heard on Spotify, and I'm glad that you put that on here. Thank you for putting the old interviews back on, but when are we going to get to your new interviews and new shows? Please don't take another break. If you take another break again, I swear to God I might lose my mind. I might just go start listening to another podcast because you take too many breaks. Well, joke's on you. That was the first break I took. In any event... I do enjoy your retrospective shows, but please don't do any more retrospective shows. Please do more interviews. I can't wait for you to do another show where it doesn't involve talking about your personal life. Please don't talk about your personal life. It is not good, and I think it makes your show worse than it already is. See, people do love me and hate me. TJ. Would you ever rag on another person's podcast? Please let me know. Yes, I will. I hate fans. I hate fan feedback. No, don't look at me wrong. I like fans, but I don't like the fan feedback. But some of it. 
Uh, let's see. Any any other fan feedback? What else did I get? Let's see. I really enjoyed your talk with Bob. It was really fun. I love how you two always bond and have a good connection. That was really great. I like that you talked about Gilbert Gottfried and the mask mandate. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Well, like I said, that's going to end our show on fan feedback. And we might be back Friday. I'll talk about, yeah, you know what? We'll come back Friday. I'll come back Friday, do an episode, maybe like a 35-minute episode. Do some uh, fun interviews. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? We'll see in a couple weeks. All right, everybody. Onward, upward. Here, there, everywhere. We have a lot of fun things we got to do today. Got to go in work today in about... A half hour. Do my thing. So. Alright. I'll see you guys later. Have a good day. Bye. Also this podcast is sponsored by. FNXFit.com This website has protein shakes. Powders. Testosterone boosters. Gummies. Shirts. Pretty much anything all about being healthy. Also. By the way guys. You guys will get 10% off any order that you purchase with my discount code, TJGleesack25. That's right, 10% off. And trust me, like 10% off will really help you guys out in the long run. Also, guys, if you don't like any of our products, well, we'll give you a refund with all your money back. So don't worry about that. You know, your money will be back. We'll get back to you once you meet your purchase. So go to FNXFit.com. That is fnxfit.com it will direct you to this you know awesome looking page it's really just about staying healthy and i know a lot of people want to stay healthy especially during this time with the whole coronavirus out so go to fnxfit.com use my discount code tjgleesack25 and you'll get 10 percent off of any order and if you guys want to get refunded well you'll get your money back so uh that's it so let's go Hey, what's up, guys? Do you guys like white teeth? Do you guys want to look good for the prom? Do you guys want to show those white pearls when you guys go out and not have to wear a mask after you get your vaccine? Well, go to brightensmile.com and use my discount code TJGleason657725. You get 25% off of any purchase you guys buy. That's brightensmile.com with my discount code TJGleason. That's T-J-G-L-E-A-S-O-N-657725 at brightensmile.com. Thanks. We want to hear from you. Please email us at tjg0114 at yahoo.com. We are looking forward to hearing your feedback. And if you want to talk to me on Instagram and add me, follow me at tgleason23 on Instagram. We look forward to hearing your feedback. Thanks and bye. Also, remember to listen to TJTV Middays. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Peace out.